It's Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Akkawu. We go into our wrap of the top business stories, and I'm joined on the line to take a look at some of these stories by market analyst Bandile Matandela. Good evening to you and welcome, and uh, compliments, Glunyakumcha. Uh, good evening, Ayaman, and uh, thank you for having me um, this evening. Uh, compliments, Glunyakumcha, but Glunyakumcha is the name of Yes, no, no, no. Certainly, I hope now, and everything. Uh, that your heart des- uh, uh, desires. Let's maybe uh, uh, first kick off uh, things with uh, uh, taking a look at what's happening in the oil producing sector. Now, we saw, uh, I guess, the oil price clearing that uh, $50 barrel mark, and I think that would have made a lot of people very happy. But uh, I guess with all of the lockdowns that are happening across the world, uh, we continue to see uh, some challenges and uh, s- uh, some uh, supply gluts in the marketplace. And it seems Saudi Arabia has gone out and uh, cut production here. Yeah, no, I think um, Saudi Arabia being sort of the first country to basically bite the bullet and cut production um, in, in light and sort of projecting what might happen this year. Um, I mean, I think from, 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 from where I'm standing, it sort of makes sense in a way, Aya, because if you look at sort of these this lockdowns that have uh, sort of re-emerged and you look at uh, the UK as well, who's gone into a hard lockdown. So it, it sort of makes sense. And I mean, I think if you look at though, um, they are still projecting uh, higher productions towards the end of the year in light of the vaccines that might be rolled out and with the hope that uh, we might have improved conditions. So to me, it's definitely something that um, does make sense, you know, as we sort of, uh, there's this uncertainty around which country is going to lock down, which one country is not going to go to lockdown and what the demand is going to be for oil. So, so, so for me, it is definitely a decision that makes sense from the Saudi Arabians. Uh, and I mean, just some of the projections that are coming through here, there's an expectation that around sort of Q2, Q3, that there might be a recovery. And uh, yeah. I guess a lot of people placing their bets on, uh, you know, the uh, wide diffusion of uh, a COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, are they overestimating, I guess, how long it's going to take to vaccinate uh, many parts of the global population? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think. Being from South Africa, right, we might uh, be a, a bit skeptical because, you know, you sort of seen the sentiments with people sort of saying that <laughs> yeah. it might take forever yes. to vaccinate South Africa. But if you look at some of the first world countries, you know, they seem to be, have been moving at quite a rapid rate. If you consider New Zealand has almost um, vaccinated almost the, the entire country. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you, can, you, you can understand why they might be a bit upbeat by, uh, regarding the, uh, the, the second half of the year. So, for me, I think it, it does make sense. But again, it, it, it also depends really on the safety of these vaccines because we've already seen a lot of questions around the safety of these vaccines. If, 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 if these persist, of course, it might um, delay the, 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 the rollout fully, so and that might have an impact. But I think uh, as it stands, um, it, it, it does make sense to project that the second half of the year we might see uh, a bit of an uptake. Um, whether or not um, to the extent that they're projected, we don't know. Um, but I think, I think for me, there's definitely sense and logic to that thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Bandila, I mean, when you think about just the oil price in broader yeah. terms as an as a economic price, if I can say that, uh, we've got the Monetary Policy Committee, uh, you know, uh, announcing their decision sometime tomorrow uh, on interest rates. Um, and I guess a big variable that they look into alongside the exchange rate is, of course, uh, the uh, barrel price of Brent crude oil. Um, h- how do you see that influencing, I guess, the decision around the interest rate path of South Africa, uh, finding ourselves as we do in, in uh, level three of the lockdown and, of course, uh, um, you know, the oil price at historic lows? 
Yeah, I, you see, I think it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a difficult one. And, and the reason why I say that, you know, it, it goes back to this sort of broader con- conversation around whether or not the, the Reserve Bank has done enough um, in a bid to try and, and, and assist the economy. And then and, and, and I understand there's a lot of analysts that are sort of saying that although it's a close call, um, we might potentially see um, a, a rate cut. And if you look at the oil prices, at, 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 for me, it, it, it's going to be a difficult one. I, I do think that we probably do need a rate cut um, in, in South Africa, and hopefully um, the, 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 the oil prices will have... Um, um, an impact, a positive impact on that, but uh, we'll see what the governor. But we've seen over the last um, few months, he's, he's, he's rather chosen to, to to take a hold position and not and not do anything uh, with regards to increasing it or decreasing it. But I do also, I, I, I you know, I, I, if I was pushed to make a, a call, I would say that um, I think they'll probably um, will we'll, we'll do we'll have a rate cut for about um, 25 basis points. Mm, mm, mm. Certainly going to make many of those uh, credit active consumers very happy uh, to hear you say that, Bandile. But let's shift our attention to the mining sector, where it seems it's uh, certainly been, uh, I must say, a good summer for them. I mean, uh, if you look at the palladium price clearing 2,400 US dollars an ounce, uh, you have the platinum price uh, above 1,000 rand an ounce, gold price coming in at 1,864. Uh, and uh, 53 cents an ounce. Um, it's certainly good price territory, and uh, it seems that Sabania Stillwater, uh, notwithstanding COVID-19, has tried to ramp up production in response to some of these prices. Yeah, so, I mean, the, 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 the Sabania Stillwater actually did give us an update regarding their, uh, performance, produ- uh, their performance with regards to production over this year, stating, of course, that um, it, it, it was actually, they're very pleased with it, and uh, they did more than they actually expected. It is, of course, important to note that they, they, they did better than the adjusted sort of um, production levels that they had projected uh, in light of COVID-19. So it seems like they were able to, to, to still um, produce at, at, at high production levels, and these prices, of course, are going to be definitely beneficial to them. Um, and, of course, they've attributed that to uh, adherence to um, COVID-19 protocols and saying that they've been able to make sure that they've, they've implemented what they needed to implement. So it's looking good for the mining sector. It looks like we, we they, they definitely are in the rebound, and the production numbers are looking good. So... Um, it looks like they're very happy, and the CEO they actually did come out and saying that um, they're quite pleased with um, how things have turned out. Mm-hmm. Probably not as pleased about what's happening in the US, uh, Bandile, certainly with yeah. uh, the transmission of infections and some of the operations there in Montana. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's that's the that's where they've sort of um, struggled a bit, coming below um, their 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 guided uh, and re- and uh, readjusted number there. And of course, I mean it's 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 mostly attributed to the fact that um, there's been sort of an increase in COVID nineteen infections uh, around Montana, and I think USA has sort of been struggling with with the infections throughout um, since this, this this pandemic started, and a lot of blame has been put uh, on the outgoing president, and and hopefully. This will then turn around with the incoming president, of course, with a, a lot of um, a, a lot of talk around uh, how he's going to be changing a number of the policies that have been put in place. So definitely not good for them in 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 in, in Montana, but I think from a South African um, uh, production perspective, um, uh, quite um, a, a good showing from uh, Spanish Stillwater. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that inauguration. It seems a lot uh, in Joe Biden's inbox there uh, from the. Mexican wall to uh, immigration issues, and I guess for us here in South Africa, a few issues 
uh, around AGOA that uh, we would like resolved and uh, the issues around the Copyright Amendment Bill, uh, which I remember the Trade Secretary of the U.S. Uh, certainly, uh, I guess, uh, raised some concerns around. Yeah, I mean, I think I think our pre- uh, the, the, the new president there in America seems to to be aiming to hit the ground running, and uh, I think there's about 15 executive um, um, executive uh, policies that uh, orders that he's planned to actually put into effect or reverse within the next 24 to 48 hours. So, and as you noted there, you know, it, it's just around some of the policies, um, particularly around the Goa, which would have an impact to South Africa. Um, there's also just the, some of the travel bans that he might be lifting that might affect some of the African countries, uh, sort of trying to get back into the World Health Organization, uh, or World Health Organization. Uh, and also just around that, um, uh, reinstating the mask mandate on U.S. properties, you know, um, the fact that they need mm-hmm. to be sort of compulsory to wear those masks. So it, it looks like the president is going to be very, very busy over the next 48 hours. Um, and, and, and to what extent he will be able to, to get all of these orders um, um, pushed through, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But it looks like it's going to be a very busy day for him over the next um, two or three days. And then all of this will have an impact, of course, on a lot of nations and a lot of organizations globally. So sure. we will be watching this quite closely to see what um, the incoming president actually does. Yeah, yeah. Well, no bigger organization than the World Health Organization, uh, Bandile. I mean, if you think about uh, certainly what happened with uh, Trump withdrawing the United States from the WHO, feeling that uh, that institution was uh, under the heel of China, uh, and it seems now that uh, the likes of uh, Professor Anthony Fauci uh, might uh, be going to represent the United States at the World Health Organization at its next executive meeting. What will that mean for the global response to COVID-19. I mean, uh, the fact that you had a a president in the U.S., uh, you know, who pandered to the interests of many conspiracy theorists, the alt-right, the conservative segments of uh, not only the U.S. population, but I guess across across the world. Uh, What does it mean now to have, I guess, somebody uh, who is ideologically and ideationally different uh, to that uh, Republican template at the helm of, um, I guess, what some people might suggest is the hottest seat in power in the world? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, uh, I, it, it's a positive. It's a positive move, you know, if you consider the fact that we actually are faced with a global pandemic, which has put sort of a lot of spotlight on the World Health Organization. I don't think they've never, they've ever been as important, sort of in the past decade as they are right now. So that support and uh, from the from the US is really important, not only from a funding perspective, just from you know ensuring that they 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 they, they get to the right buy-in and the the right support from a global perspective, because you know this is a global pandemic and it requires everybody on board. So for me, I think it's definitely a positive move. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see, of course, what, 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 what exactly will happen um, going forward because it's one thing to say they'll, they'll, they'll be supporting them, uh, but now we just really, really need to understand to what extent, to what levels are they reinstating the same level, what, how is that going to impact sort of the funding because, of course, you know, with all of these vaccine trials and there's all these things that are um, being developed, we, 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 we definitely do need um, the support of of, a, of an economy uh, as big as, um, as as U.S. So for me, it's definitely a positive one, uh, and and it's also important. It's also good to note that it's actually been one of the the, the priority areas. So I think it's it, it's definitely good from Joe Biden. You know, we need to be able to really get to the bottom and resolve this global pandemic because it has huge huge effects from an economic perspective. And as long as if this continues for long, you know, the effects are going to be felt. You know, way, 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 way beyond the the, the, the lockdown. So I think for me, it's definitely a positive move. Mm. What do you make of Trump's exit? Um, and Mandela, you know, the reason why I ask this is because 
certainly didn't leave peacefully. He certainly didn't sort of, you know, go, how does that poem go? You know, uh, go well into that night or something like that. He didn't do that. Um, and uh, what we saw on Capitol Hill uh, just over a week ago uh, is certainly something, I guess, that uh, the Biden administration might have to attend to. Um, and uh, we're probably going to find out a lot more about uh, what um, gave rise to that. But uh, what do you make of how he has exited the stage and even the injunction of saying, this is not goodbye, I'll probably see you later? Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I've got, a, I've got a different take to it um, in that I think it's actually good that all of this happened because it really just showed us the real America in a way, you know, and it, 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 shined, it shined a light on issues that have always been swept under the carpet. And I think his resistance to, 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 to get away from power, power really exposed, you know, the rot that's, uh, that, that happens there. And I think Joe Biden probably has a, one of the most difficult jobs in the, in the continent right now to try and sort of, one, reunite. America and also sort of try and position America and regain its integrity to uh, within the world because now you've got a lot of old countries sort of questioning what actually is happening there. You know, it actually reminded me of a comment my economics um, lecturer used to make that it was that, you know, when it comes to the American electoral uh, system, just don't even try and understand it because even themselves, they don't understand. So it's been an interesting thing, uh, <laughs> thing to watch over the last few weeks and, and all of these uh, small bits and pieces of it coming out and uh, quite an interesting um, speech by Biden as well today, you know, um, being able and prepared to address some of these issues head on. And I think had it not been uh, for this type of exit, a lot of them would have not have been addressed as, as, as upfront as they have. So for me, I think uh, to an extent there is a positive angle to it. Uh, of course, you know, I think uh, uh, I, join, uh, I join the sentiments and echo the sentiments of a lot of people in saying that, you know, uh, I think it's, it's a good change, you know, it's a good change. Um, and uh, we'll see what actually comes out of it, you know, because there's a lot of people sort of making noise around that. Now that Trump is no longer president, are we going to see him sort of account for certain things that um, have happened? So for me, definitely a positive. Um, and, and let's see what um, Biden is able to come in and do and how that affects Africa, because, you know, that's always the interest from our side. Yeah, yeah, we'll certainly have to follow quite closely. Uh, how uh, developments unfold in the United States of America. But before I let you go, Bandile, what do you make of that inflation number? I mean, uh, the lowest uh, annual inflation number that we've seen, uh, falling below the midpoint of the 3 to 6% band for the first time since 2002. Um, yeah, for me, are there really surprises there? I, uh, you know, I think for me, with the type of, of year we, we've had, you know, people don't really have purchase yeah, of power. Yeah, people don't I mean, really have money to spend. Uh, consumer inflation, uh, consumer confidence has been, you know, uh, at low levels throughout 2020. So, you know, it was expected in a way. Um, for me, what, what's going to be very interesting is what the, the, the government does tomorrow because, you know, with, if, if he drops those interest rates with the inflation that low, you know, it's going to, be, it's going to make for, for, for a very, really interesting watch. And hopefully that will actually be the catalyst that we might need um, to, 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 to bolster economic um, growth in going into 2021. So for me, you know, the, the inflation number is not really surprising. You know, I was, I was expecting it to sort of hover around the 3% mark. Um, but more interesting will, will be what happens with the interest rates tomorrow and how, how, how those two numbers are actually paired together to see uh, how we can sort of get the economy going again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess that's the reality when your economy is being shut for large parts of the year. Yeah. Um, there's really no likelihood that there's going to be any growth in, in uh, the uh, rate of change in prices, which is what inflation is. 
um, because people aren't spending the money because people are out of jobs and abanda uh, basebenzi in general. So it certainly is a tough situation, Dagama um, Tandela, but uh, we'll have to leave it there. And uh, I guess maybe before I let you go, just your bets on uh, where we might see interest rates tomorrow. Um, I'd, 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 I'll bite the bullet and say that we'll probably see a decrease by 25 basis points. Just 0.25 percent. Just a half a percentage point, you know. So much, so much to meet. But my brother, it's always a pleasure catching up with you, and thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Thank you very much, Aya, and uh, do have a good show and good evening going forward. Awesome stuff. That there's.